everybody and welcome to Red Wings Rant where tirades and impassion please for y'all Detroit Red Wings. They finally have a home. And it's right here on Red Wings Rant. You know who else has a home, Mike? Patrick Kane! Yeah! Woo! Woo! Snagged him! Yeah! Mike. Suck it, Rangers! Suck it, Florida! This is the place to move! Run, run, run! Woo! Yeah! This is um, the other season of the NHL, baby. <laughs> we didn't get them. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's also that's my sweet Teddy man right now, too. He's upstairs wailing away. He's just so excited about Patty O'Kane. He's here. Yeah. Um, Mike, this is something I've tried to prepare myself mentally for uh, for these last few weeks. It just kept feeling like you know, it was getting closer and closer. Um, I've, I know I've been coming around a lot more than, uh, you know, maybe September. And I was just like an absolutely not unless we land Elias Patterson. But we saw a hockey team, Mike, that I've labeled as a playoff contender. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things we're, we're going to go over today. And today I, I promised myself. I promise, Mike, we are going to go a little bit shorter today. This is a, you know, this is a gift for you. I mean, come on. We're going to talk Patrick Kane. <laughs> We're going live for you. We didn't want to do this. We didn't want to talk about Patrick Kane. This is all for you guys. No, um, I'm not not a Matt-centric episode. This is Matt's nightmare come to life. <laughs> But I, I guess what I was saying was this has been going on for so long that you you started to come around to it. Um, or at least I know, like, even looking at the Discord, which you guys, uh, I'll, I'll do once I get, I turn this over to Mike, I'll, uh, I'll look for the link here so that I, I can get you guys all involved in the Discord too. Which, uh, by the way, shout out Ketzel, Jared, the conversations have been popping, butt chug. Um, I absolutely love our Discord right now. It's it's a lot of fun. We basically were covering Patrick Kane all day yesterday, all day today. It's uh, it's been a blast. So it definitely is something I hope you guys, uh, if you're interested, uh, you'll take the time to check out. But um, Mike, I've been talking about how things have changed for me, and like, oh, okay, Matt's waffling on Patrick Kane, Mike. The journey for you this is this is what you've been asking for for like two seasons i think almost if i may maybe maybe since red wings rant started you've been he- teasing and hinting at wanting patrick kane i've uh i've i dreamed a dream uh susan boyle style and matt it came to fruition today um <laughs> it was definitely a roundabout um it was an actual epic journey. Epic is is you know thrown around a little too casually these days, but it's epic. Uh, this took a, a long time to get here. And Curtis, hi guys, um, and a few people thrown in um, that you guys have some receipts for Matt. And Matt, he's I think he's just more cautious uh, than I am. But obviously, what do we know what we're getting? We're getting a guy fresh off of hip surgery. And if we've learned anything from WWE superstar, The Undertaker, um, it can be a little tough to come back from uh, the, what he's coming back from. Um, but, I, you know, I talked to some people and I think they felt a little nauseated, mostly because of his 
We're going to try not to get into the legalities. You got out of them. Okay. <laughs> Most people. Hey, I'm you know what? Saying. The legal system yeah. gave it its best shot. And didn't work. The bastard's and free. Um, but more people are actually nauseated by his being uh, a Chicago native than his uh, bumps with the law. Um, well, Buff- Buffalo native fr- played for Chicago for so many years. Uh, yeah. Isn't he from Buffalo? A 15 and a half year career in Chicago. Um, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's born in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Uh, yes. Way to go, Matt. See, <laughs> I got a stat right. I never get those right. Um. <laughs> oh no. And uh, Dixon Cider saying uh, Bedard's mom is now the only person to have a first round pick come in and out of her. Well done. Well done. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, custom jersey because uh, of the Corey Perry news uh, that they're going to have to hyphenate Bedard's jersey to say Bedard Perry on the back, which I thought was pretty funny, pretty clever. <laughs> um, yeah, we have we have so a few things to Kane, touch on today, but yeah, we let's... want to get into him a little bit, um, especially because it's Tuesday night here. It feels like every NHL broadcast has said something uh, confirming it. Every source that you and I and the people trust has said it. Except for the Red Wings, who have still not confirmed that they signed oh. a one-year, $2.75 million deal. Mike has been on his commute from work. He ran into his office in that time, Mike, that we hung up. And now the, the Detroit Red, Red Wings, Wings have, have announced officially it? announced it. Yes. It's going across the league. I was really league. worried it had something to do with like his hip. And they're like, yes. well, he didn't pass the physical. So, all right. I, I mean, literally the second we hung up, I was like, oh, man, Mike's driving. He's going to be driving through snow right now, and he's going to run <laughs> into his office. And he's I, I meant to I meant to say that first, just so that we I, I didn't uh, we didn't run into this. But uh, yeah, I no, just... it, was, it was a scary thought. Like Mike was basically thinking like, oh, no, there there could be some physical issues. Here. You know, literally, you know, like the physical with a doctor, you know, let's let's test this boy out before we say it's official. So he picks Detroit, and then Detroit would go through the rigmarole. But uh, he passed, right? He passed the test. Yeah, he uh, he's basically on a one-year, you know, I still got it deal. Um, a Chris Jericho deal, if you will, for you uh, wrestling fans out there. Um, but, man, a few people we talked to, I, I think it's important to mention that, you know, I've heard some mention that, oh, he's kind of on the downswing of his career. And it definitely feels like injuries are popping up more frequently, right? As you kind of get, you know, in your mid to late thirties. Yep. Um, but I mean, he did have 57 points in 73 games last season. Uh, yep. the year before that he did have 92 points in 78 games. The year before <laughs> that 66 and 56 games, 84 and 70. So, I mean, these are all his, you know, past age 30 seasons. Um, and, and Based, if you guys have been here following the Red Wings, you know obviously that this would pace the Red Wings point wise. Yeah, what I post for anybody who's uh, now listening to the podcast. So of course, we're record, we're we're live on YouTube. You guys who are podcast listeners, the thousand of you that follow us, uh, follow along week after week. I still ask that you join us on YouTube as well. Um, I feel like, you know, The Rock, the thousands and thousands of Red Wing ranters across the podcast sphere. Um, Yeah, Patrick Cade was second, basically, on the Detroit Red Wings last season. So for all the whining and complaining about his um, 
production slowing down, still would be number two on our team. Uh, and and that that's at 73 games to David Perron's 82 games where he picked up 56 points. Not try, not scoffing at Perron. We love what he brought to the team last year. We love what he's brought to the power play these last couple of days. But we're just calling that out. Like, sure, Patrick Kane may slow down, but even at a half uh, a point per game, Mike, he'd be, well, I guess he'd be right in line with Andrew Kopp, but that's from last year's team but we know that he would eclipse cop this year uh to half point per game but that being said so i pulled up all these stats for that reason right to kind of start the conversation of like all right if he he was injured last year let's say the hip resurfacing he's not going to be 100 percent. so he's around 50 points this year or on a 50 point pace <laughs> That's huge for us. We absolutely need that. That's something that's going to take like a power play right now that when Goss Despair is rolling on all cylinders and we we're, it looks like we're starting to figure out PP1 and now maybe we can start getting a guy who's wheeling and dealing on PP2 and can also rip some uh, some snipes. I, I, I just... This yeah, isn't. This is a, this is a real from, playmaker. I, you know, it's not really from a non integrity to talk standpoint. about a guy who what former Calder, Smythe, uh, Hart winner, um, you know, multiple time All Star. I mean, Stanley Cup winner. It's you know this. There's uh, God was it Boltman who was saying he might be you know might be like best U.S. born forward. Yeah, why not? Let's say it. Might be. Um, Best U.S. born forward to ever have a you know uh, rape allegations for sure. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Jeez, Matt. Sorry. Can we celebrate um, a little bit today? Jeez. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. I was coming to the point that um, this is a good thing. Integrity is the only thing to be harmed here, but from an NHL franchise standpoint. We've already signed James Reimer. So there's zero integrity on this team. Let's just try and get in the playoffs. Right, guys? I mean, this is a town that is going to bronze uh, a Miguel Cabrera statue after he pummeled his wife. So let's not forget that. I I think that's a great point. <laughs> and we still celebrated Cabrera very hard. Um, okay, so we're bringing this stuff up. But nobody's had a chance to chat with us yet, Mike. We brought up just a couple of points. Jim Johnson, of course, throwing out uh, the $2.75 million on the one-year contract. Mike, this if this turns out to be what Frank Saravelli said is his big hot take today, that, uh, you know, all the conversations, what's what's Kane's production going to be? Frank Saravelli said he thinks Kane's going to uh, play at a 90-point pace now that he's back with the brinket. Could you imagine a 90-point pace that's possibly on our second line? <sighs> Mike, Whoa. forget, what am I talking about? This is the first guy with a 90-point pace. If that were to happen, this would be the first guy with a 90-point pace at our team since Mr. Pavel Datsuk. Well, I, you know, our power play started out hot, right? But when we've been doing um, our JFresh comparisons when the Red Wings have games coming up, one of the top stats that we've been good at is five-on-five five play. Yeah. And now it's almost like teams are going to be terrified to take a penalty because – of how good those two power play units could really be where, where Kane is on your second unit with the my God. It's 
it is something that before the season started, you would have looked at Patrick Kane. And I think this is, this is where I was coming from. I was just like, okay, it's, you know, this doesn't take us into contender, but we've seen a Red Wings team that again, I've said looks like is good enough to make it into the playoffs. So this is one of those things. And what did we have to give up? And back to Jim Johnson's point, how great this contract is. You gave up $2.75 million, Mike, of Chris Illich's money. And, and, and we know Chris, you know, he doesn't give, he doesn't give two craps about you. <laughs> he doesn't give two craps about me. So let's spend his money. Let's do it. I'll buy a couple extra little Caesars pizza to support this. But um, yeah, I, I like this is something you and I were talking about it over Thanksgiving, I think, um, with our. Well, I don't know. I've discussed it quite a few times. And it's the difference between, you know, we, we were talking about Patrick Line last week. And, mm. you know, what would you be OK giving up? The only thing you give up here. Is two point seven five mil, and you're also and, uh, and a roster spot for you, uh, Berggren fanboys, because he's only going to play for probably yeah, a game Bear, or two. Bear Bear get, he'll get that back down. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we do we do have a slide on that, so we can get that out of the way. Um, Berggren called up Larkin out tomorrow, unlikely for Thursday. So Berggren called up purely for the uh, roster spot while Dylan Larkin is out, and um, Patty. Kane, as I have here from Chris Johnston, uh, gets acclimated with the team. Uh, there isn't a set timeline for Patrick Kane. Quick little point here before we get back to the comments. Uh, he'll have to get some practice reps with the team and see how things go, but it sounds like there's a good chance it happens at some point next week. Kind of a bummer, considering our next two games are the Rangers and then the Blackhawks, but perfect it makes perfect sense. Blackhawks game. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Um. Well, they're saying no Patrick Kane for the Blackhawks game this this Thursday. So oh, really? he's saying next week is what Chris oh, Johnson's saying. Okay. Um, um, okay. So what do you what do you guys think, Mike? You you start talking, I'll find some. No, I had some one more. Um, just kind of cool nugget. I feel like um, this guy. You know, God bless him. Uh, when we got Bobby Ryan, uh, I don't think the teams were necessarily like you know jockeying to try and pick him up, right? It was a guy who, you know, had a resume and, you know, kind of was trying to rediscover himself a little bit. But I don't know if there's tons of bidding. And I bring that up just to say Patrick Kane did have suitors. Like the other teams that wanted him were the Rangers, Panthers, um, you know, a couple other big time contenders that are trying to, you know, figure out a championship roster. And he picked this place. He picked Detroit. So, you know. Does Kane have warts? Does, you know, is he maybe a little questionable on defense? You know, I think that's, you know, well cataloged, but his offense is so good. You're like, well, it still kind of evens out in the end. Um, but it's to feel like the Red Wings are a destination again, I think is one of the big takeaways of what this is. He chose this team, um, Emily Kaplan on ESPN, um, talking about one of the big selling points. And I know you guys might laugh when you hear this, but this coming from the man himself, um, looking at um, Lalone's X's and O's. Um, he wanted to come to this team because he believed in the roster and he believed in the coach. 
So, Matt, you know, I know we've had, we had a couple of seasons where it was a little question about, you know, did people actually, you know, a couple of years ago to play for uh, the cock, the Babster? Um, did they want to actually our 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 previous uh, Mr. Shrug coach? I know you loved his his shrugs, Matt, and we used to have dedicated jokes at his expense. I'm not even going to name them because I feel bad. But to feel like Lalone is a selling point for free agents, uh, pretty nice feeling. That's pretty the, cool. Yeah. I, I I would say this. Um, if you think there weren't other teams that could afford two point seven five million or find a way to make that affordable, like you're crazy. Like that's like to Mike's point that this was, you know, we were we were all jockeying for position. And like one of the things that that actually put the Red Wings into the conversation, like if you go back to Elliot Friedman's old conversations, was just, oh well, the Red Wings have the cap space. And certainly we had way more cap space than who we were competing with, but these other teams could have made the space. Like if they really wanted it, it wasn't, this wasn't this 2.75 million, which is going to, you know, be prorated to two mil uh, for the rest of the season. This wasn't something that was incredibly difficult for other teams to get to. So that I, I think, I think to the point that he was making this choice to come to Detroit, I just want to land on the fact that this really was a, a choose Detroit. This is a, a choosing the Detroit Red Wings, choosing Derek Lalone, choosing a team that he thinks has a good shot. And also I, you know, you throw out there too, Steve, Steve takes care of these guys, right? The, these guys that come in for one year contracts, I'm sure Goss despair had a similar conversation. So it's just like, look, if this all goes to hell. You know what we have? Nice little trade piece for somebody to add to their power play to, at the trade deadline. But I don't think it's going to have to come to that. And we added our, uh, you know, potentially a trade deadline piece that did not cost us Marco Casper, did not cost us Nate Danielson, Simon Edmondson, Berggren, Soderblom. Just, just some yeah. cap. Man, you talk about a low risk, uh, potential like skyrocket, you know, reward uh, move, man. You know, because the article's already starting to come out. Could could this be that piece that makes the Red Wings a playoff team? I mean, we got to see the damn guy on the ice, um, you know, after getting hip surgery. Um, but, you know, he he did enough to uh, kind of seduce our scouts. And, you know, it sounded like it was a, a two-way street where he also was like, you know, I kind of want to get the band back together with Debrinkit. Um, You know, we had pretty good times together and, we can rekindle that. And, uh, man, I, I'm, uh, man, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I don't think, I don't know if this is the super duper mega big time move, you know, that we talked about, you know, your fetish for, uh, Pedersen. Um, it's, it's hard to put a, put a finger on like another super duper move that would be available and, you know, makes sense right well, I had now. My, you know, I had my summer of the Maple Leafs uh, that I was pining for, and it looks like all those guys are going to oh. resign um, and stay in Toronto. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, I've already seen the articles that well, Neilander's going to sign, so they're they're going to drop Bertuzzi. So maybe Bertuzzi comes back to Detroit, and it's like it's okay. We're it's fine. We're good. We're, We're good. All right, Curtis aboard. Hey, Curtis, what's going on? It has been a while. Curtis throws out there. Patrick Kane arrives in Detroit the same day I did. Oh, hmm. coincidence! Jared throws out there weird. Um, oh, actually, he said that because he shared the link and it didn't show. 
Well, Jared, that's because, um, you know, we have your account where we're monitoring it. Uh, you can't specifically, Jared, you just can't post anything on here. We've got a I'm vetting all just Jared's stuff. I have another window up just for Jared. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, Feth Dyer, Steve Eisenman, a masterful job with the one year contract and honestly came in cheaper than I expected. Uh, yesterday on the Discord, I threw in there four. Uh, I've got Ketzel. We've got receipts. Ketzel threw in there five mil. So Ketzel was ready to really unload, I think. And then I think Jared was the one who came in at three. So he he wins. I think he was the closest there. Um, yeah, performance art at the 2.75. He's worth a shot. Um, I don't. I don't think Dixon, Bedard's mom is now oh, the only had person. That one in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Jared, I like calling him out because he usually has pretty good uh, one-liners, but um, he also threw in the fact that Kane was supposedly asking for a multi-year deal and took a one-year is the biggest Iserman win in my book. Yeah, oh, this, uh, this negotiation yeah. was a huge flex for Steve. You know, one of the words that I felt like we were getting away from with the JT Comfer and Andrew Kopp contracts, which again... Just a quick recap from last week. Totally okay with Comfer's contract. I'm just going to, my scapegoat now will be Andrew Kopp going forward. Just want to make that official for all the Red Wings ranchers at home. Um, we kept getting away from the word flexible. God damn, is there so much flexibility in this move? And it's not just how far Patrick Kane can flex that stick when he's whipping it across the ice to debrink it, Mike. It's all that potential to move a nice, easy contract. It's all that potential to eat a tiny little contract. Let's eat Chris Illich's money. Who cares? Um, if he gets hurt and misses the rest of the season, gravy, no worries. And like the only other option out of everything I've listed there is that he's just going to kick ass and just be the most affordable 2.75 million. No bonuses we have to worry about. Just 2.75 in cap. How how long did Patrick Kane fight for some sort of bonus? You know? Like, all right, yeah. I got it, guys. But if I hit 20 goals, if I hit 30 goals before the end of the season, how about a little something-something? Steve's just like, nah. Nah, we're we're good, bro. Um, well, I do want to right. throw in there, too. Um, who just mentioned this? Um, it was Corey Manning. Corey, what's up, man? Um, saying... Um, how rare it is for people to come back from hip resurfacing. Um, so there's a couple names you can see where, uh, like Ed Jovanovsky, um, went through it, uh, <laughs> came back after rehab, lasted 36 games, then retired. Uh, Ryan Kessler tried, um, after hip resurfacing, couldn't do it. Um, recently Backstrom. Yep. who's done for the season. I don't know if he's officially retired, but everybody like Elliot Friedman is like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's done. Um, and I then was, who else? I, I was joking, but the undertaker did do this. Like the, yeah. the under, WWE undertaker, uh, where it was basically like his leg didn't work and you could see how stiff he was in some matches. Um, he got this done and he was able to like go out on his own terms and like wrestle again and take bumps. Um, and that's a seven foot dude, you know, um with a gigantic hip bone so he was able to you know kind of come back and um again um uh, wrestle the way he wanted to wrestle like he was he was really embarrassed how he performed before that um you know and that injury kind of sapped him of his um, agility and strength and flexibility so um it's not impossible it's tough and i think that was one of the lines that 
uh, Kane was talking about is, you know, this is this is a real GD commitment to come back from this. Um, so he worked really hard, went through all the rehab. It's not like this guy had anything else to prove. Like he just really wanted to play hockey again. Um, that was one of the things he threw to Emily Kaplan. You know, I guess in, in all of these meetings with the other teams, like, why would you go all through this? And it's because of that love of hockey. It's um, something we respect. Mike, uh, speaking of WWE, speaking of Chicago, we had a guy sign off on WWE last night and say, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to make money. Piece of shit, CM Punk. Oh, my God. What an <laughs> asshole. Um, Mike, if, if there was anything to compare CM Punk joining WWE to in real sports, it's Patrick Kane coming the, to the Detroit Red Definitely Wings. Definitely a controversial uh, Chicago figure. Uh, yeah. Sure. Very polarizing. Just, um, just from Decoy, that. Who, he's so good at dropping the WWE references. Also saying, and the Undertaker's brother is Kane! <laughs> I can only a, read that as one. Paul Bear, Decoy. I can only read that as Paul Bear. Uh, I did want to call out because um, Anthony was aboard here. He's calling out to join the the Discord. He's he's uh, our Australian buddy. Um, I'm I'm not sure what time is it over there. I can't believe I can't believe he's he's aboard. But uh, one of our Discord members. Um, yeah, guys, listen to Anthony. Get in there. I'll just try and share it again here. But um, also Jim Johnson. Uh, thank you for doing all the WWE soundtracks. By the way, appreciate your hard work on those. Um, writing Undertaker was stiff in all the wrong places, and he's also stiff in all the right places. Not quite at Ric Flair level, but he did okay. Um, uh, Dan B. thrown out there, the real story being lost today, that Johnny Burgers is back. Just for anybody who's joined late, we did touch on uh, JB, uh, I guess, getting the call up while Dylan Larkin misses the next couple of games, which uh, another, another hot Discord topic yesterday. We were wondering... Is do we even win a game if Dylan Larkin's not on the ice? <laughs> so we could make this huge move for Patrick Kane and then just be, you know, hoping we can keep our head above water until Dylan comes back this weekend it's, and Kane God, the timing is so rough because we had that three game win streak and you you cannot feel super confident about this team minus Larkin. Um, you know, maybe uh Lion will continue uh you know stopping every puck in sight. Um so we can win a Maybe a defensive battle. Well, uh, I mean, right? That's gonna be that's gonna be tough with uh, the Rangers coming up next. Might 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 be great timing for us to go um, go up against Chicago. Who? Oh man, they'll they'll be devastated without Corey Perry. But um, I mean, that could be great timing right there. Uh, let's try and line up. You know, line in there. Uh, we'll get Huso in tomorrow. And uh, lying in on Thursday, we'll be fine. Ham right now, Dan's and JJ McCarthy. Um, who's playing number one in Lark's absence? Uh, I mean, it's got to be probably Comfer. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I think that's what Anzar Khan was tweeting out earlier today for uh, for the lineups. Now uh, McCarthy's also asking how he got hurt. I think earlier in the year we saw uh, back and neck. Uh, I think he's listed as just an upper body injury. He's day to day. Um. But yeah, this this happened earlier in the in the season where Dylan was missing uh, second halves of games. Um, I mean, it did happen on like a particular hit too, where we he took himself off the ice after the hit. I just can't remember when that happened, but um, 
Was that against Boston earlier in the season? I can't remember. Uh, somebody's got this. We've got enough. We've got enough, enough Red Wings fans in the chat here. I think we were in attendance when he got whacked in the back of the head. That's kind of a sore spot for him. Uh, if he's a WWE wrestler and I was fighting Larkin, I would definitely target the back of his neck. That's a recurring yeah. thing. It's a weird yeah. recurring thing for him that keeps happening. Um, and people are also trying to throw the analogies out there. Um, where was this? Crimson. Also, I don't think I said hello to Crimson. How you doing, bud? Kane signing here feels like if Aaron Rodgers signed with the Lions. It feels like if CM Punk uh, went back on his word for 10 years and signed with WWE again, which everything's on the table now. CM Punk could be WWE. Patrick Kane can make Matt miserable and be a Detroit Red Wing. <laughs> Who said that? You did. A lot. Oh, make oh! I thought somebody put in the comments just to make me miserable. <laughs> uh, no. Well, you you've said it enough, Matt. We haven't had a comment on it. Okay. Um. Well, we talked about Patrick Kane's stats. Uh, we talked about how he compares to like our team last it, year. And before you dive in, Matt, Derek Hand has a question. I think a lot of us are wondering. Um, he missed the start of the show. Does Matt like Kane now? Oh, come on. Hey, first of all, let's not act like I was the only one who was fighting the integrity uh, push on this one. All right. Listen, it's, you know, Derek, all it's going to take is, you know, maybe a couple goals and an assist from Kane in the post game. Wow. Hell of a game tonight. That was a pretty impressive move on that second goal. He's like, well, I learned a lot, you know, watching Pavel Datsuk highlights and Matt will be firing up getting that Patrick Kane jersey. Don't you guys worry. It's going to happen. Well, I mean, I like Jared's response. Like, not really. Like, I'm I'm trying to come around to it. I said earlier today I was at a minus four thousand, and I think he earned like ten uh, positive points in his direction when he made mention of picking the Red Wings for Derek Lalone. But um, you know, um, I still think that's the biggest battle right now as a as a Red Wings fan, as a hockey fan. Anybody who's getting Patrick Kane, like. Of course, you don't mind having his offensive talent at this price, his potential offensive talent at this price. But integrity is the only battle here. And it just depends, you know, like the rest of you guys. Do you have any integrity or no? What? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to come around the second he comes out in a Wings jersey onto the ice. So I, I, I don't yeah, I hope you guys, <laughs> you get, whoever's been around long enough, you guys should know. I'll, I'll just come around the second he's, he's wearing a Red Wing jersey in real life. That, that's all I need to see. <laughs> I, I push away so that if he doesn't become a Red Wing, then I, I can tell you guys, like, see, you didn't want that kind of poison in the locker room. But when he when he signs with us, what am I going to do? Fight it? No, I accept it. All right. <laughs> oh. Um, well, we got decoy. a few fights we want to hit too. Um, oh yeah, let's uh, let's let's look at some uh, some lineups here, right? Um, so, all right, this is my first go at it. Um, I moved David Perron up because he's he's playing pretty well. Uh, and, and it goes against everything I've said this year, where a championship team has Perron on the third line. Do you know, before you move on, why yes. is the projected war at zero for every line? 
Uh, because Jay Fresh's roster builder is broken. So I, this is purely visual for, for you guys to see names in the right spots. That's all. Now we're place. concerned that Patrick Kane is going to crater our team for the rest of the season. This right. Doesn't look good. 58 <laughs> points, really bad. Right. Just ignore, ignore the projections, everyone. Obviously, it's zeros across the board. I guess... I guess when you're a terrible team, default is 58 points. If you don't win a game, somehow in Jay Fresh's model, 58 points is where you start. You you can you can't go down from 58 points. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're looking at my first lineup attempt. Um, Lark's Raymond on the first line. Piranha uh, joins them at the left wing, and then I'm gonna do JT Comfort to bring it Kane on the second line. Third line, Fabry, Kopp, and Rasmussen. It's really hard for me to keep Kopp on the third line. Was ready to move Valeno to the third line, but Valeno's sticking with the... Oh, no! <laughs> I have Rasmussen on there twice. Uh, let's put... Um... You have him double-shifting. Like yeah. That. No, you know what? Rasmussen double-shifting. Uh, who should we put in there? Should we put in Clem? Yeah, that's or, right. Or Fisher? Either I one. Like Clem. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Oh. Big difference makers there. I'm well, it's, you know, we're still waiting to put line A over there, so we got to wait a little bit. Right. right. This sucks because I I built this once and then uh, I didn't think I didn't think I screwed up on the first build because I kept using the same build. So yeah, that's uh, who did we let's let's flip it. Who did we just pick? Clem on the first one, so we'll do Fisher on the second one here on the fourth line. Yeah. Uh, another yeah, option. Dan B. Dan B. Going down memory lane. Don't you guys remember '99 when they made deadline deals for Chelios and Wendell Clark? Ooh, Wendell. Yes. Clark had the greatest mustache this side of Heronic. That was a great mustache. Uh, this does get worse, by the way. Uh, Robbie Fabry now double shifting, as well as Michael Rasmussen. Um, it's fine. We only care about the first and second lines. All right, guys? <laughs> so the other option I threw up there was Robbie Fabry on uh, on the first line, because I, like, I feel like Fabry's really killing it right now. I feel like give him a shot, right? You know, there's also the conversation of just they have yeah, Valeno up on the first line now. He's healthy, isn't he doing like 0.6 points a game? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually right. it's not that he doesn't have scoring talent or effort, he just can't stay healthy. Yeah, Jared, quality work, Matt. Thank you, Jared. Appreciate it. Always happy to have Jared on the show <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> oh, what do we be doing without Jared chirping? Thank you, Jared. Appreciate it. All right, so on this one, what did we, we did? Clem. Fisher. Okay, back to Clem on this one on the fourth line. Because as you guys know, that's the most important line uh, that you you ice. But anyway, uh, another option, of course, Alex Debrinkit, Larkin, Raymond on the first line. Um, Fabry Comfort Kane on the second line. I just couldn't bring myself to bring Patrick Kane to the first line for some reason. Uh, and the rest of it will fill out the way it needed to. Uh, and then... Uh, Mike, uh, how about this fourth one here? Oh, you dirty dog. I see that <laughs> Patrick Line A up there. Matt, you bad boy. So, Patrick Line A, Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond on the first line. Debrinka Comfort Kane on the second line. I, I think I, you you almost have two different first lines there. And I, I mentioned to you, Mike, we called each other before we started recording here. Like, don't forget, Comfort had uh, quite the assignment last year in Colorado getting some time on the first line so For sure. he, he he can get up there he can compete um so obviously 
the last one here, just having some fun. But there's there's a lot of different options. Obviously, the only thing I need to make sure happens is Michael Rasmussen is double shifting. Robbie Fabry's double shifting. Clearly, that's what I want you guys to have as a takeaway from building this. this team going forward. Uh, right. The underperforming, underwhelming Michael Rasmussen. <laughs> Uh, that's that's why we're listed as 58 points because Michael Rasmussen's double shifting. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, I, I was kind of hoping, you know, before I fucked up, uh, that we'd get some other requests out here for the first line. But uh, for for these first two, let's let's focus on the top six here. Is there a real preference, or do we get to just play this game of like, there's really. No option that you could really go wrong with. Jared well, likes the, uh Cat, JT, and Kane. Yeah, I think uh you know what's funny is I actually feel more most confident about what the second line should be in Debrinket, JT, and Kane. The first line is where I have so much trouble where it's like, all right, Lucas, it looks like he's cooking. Like uh, you know, he had that was it four game goal streak that just barely came to an end. Um, but he still looked awesome. Larkin, unquestionably our best player. But it's that third spot we just can't quite, quite nail down for like the perfect one, two, three. Um, I thought that Valeno was going to get a little bit more of a run, but it looks like it probably is going to be Perron. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's the way a spot. Fabry the way Fabry plays and gives a hoot, and he's you know a threat um offensively i like that idea but it's just i wish i had a little more beef because i don't want lucas and fabry out there um i think if my god if we could figure out what the heck's wrong with rasmussen that would be kind of the piece to turn everything around but as is yeah this this is probably the strongest and even likeliest iteration uh peron on the left side yeah i i mean for right now Definitely. I think it gives us a spot. Like if we're competing, we're at the trade deadline and there's a left winger available. I mean, we'll, we'll be on everybody's list of like upgrading. Cause again, Perron, he has shown us, he serves a great purpose. Even right now, he's got a pretty good streak going on the power play. He's looking pretty great. Um, but that's where I want Perron focused right on the power play. Um, it just kind of makes sense when you go up and down this, this, this roster like joe valeno fine we got wins while he was on the first line but i mean were you guys watching the game just like whoa look at valeno go up and down the eyes like did he pass the eyeball test for everyone did, did you watch him and say first liner no so it, i mean we could fill it out with so many different names in there but Perron seems to make with all the success he had last year where would he's you, rolling right now seems to make votes, sense. by the way for the uh dan uh bergeron and then Derek. um they do like sprung up there man uh i mean explain yourself what's with all the sprung love um i think he's one of those like selective memory players where you remember the goal and not the gaps in between I mean, we do all remember, like, even his first two goals of the season, like, they accidentally bounced off of him. So that puts Sprong... A couple at, of home from specials. Yeah, yeah, it, that puts him at three goals so far. I mean, it's 13 points in 20 games. That's more than a half a point per game. So, I mean, 
it's it's just one of those things for me. Like I, I'm not I'm not forcing him into the top of the lineup. But if you guys if you guys want, you can. That's definitely not coming to mind for me first. Um, and I do like how you put it, Mike. Like the selective memory on on Sprung. But let's just call out 13 points in 20 games. Very respectable. Very good. Very very good. Not great. Very very good. But um, you know he's in a spot that he's successful in, right? You're going to get some hella rough matchups and one of the big <laughs> issues with Sprong right now uh, has always been one-way player. So you're going to put that first line out there with a guy who's strictly supposed to be uh, your helper on the offensive side and, and can help your bottom six put some pucks on net. Jared just threw in the uh, in the uh, oh my god I can't talk into the Discord, uh, if not in the net off the post, um, but <laughs> you know, uh, it's just he he does well for where he is. Let's not let's not upgrade a guy who we brought in to not be on the first line. Same thing goes for David Perron, but I think we're going with some experience there. There's a there's a lot of sprung love in here. This is uh this I did not anticipate seeing all this love for him. Um and then the one comment here for Valeno was our, our buddy Jared saying Valeno great backup for the first slime. I don't think he's ready for the full time minutes. Um, you know, I uh I agree with that, Jared. I, I think I was just kind of pleasantly surprised the way he had a you know pretty few pretty good shifts out there. So I I feel like there's a little more upside with him up there. And as far as my pursuit to get a little more beef and he's, you know, he's our boy who's kind of filling in. Right. Um, I, I, I wouldn't hate that idea. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, our buddy Joe up front. And then we also have a pretty, I got to say uh fantastic trade uh, for us. Uh, it would be Reimer and Costin for a first. I, I think that they say no immediately. Um, that's too much. I don't think that those guys are worth the first round pick. So I did pull up. Let's, uh, we could take a look at this. Let's do it. This is Sprong's Rapham chart. And I just, I want to land on the it's fact. It's not on that, our screen yet, just so you know. Yeah, I got, it takes a sec. Okay. Um, I gotta, I gotta land on the point that my man's in a successful position right now. He's in the right space. He's a wonderful bottom six, like a wonderful guy to have in the bottom six. But certainly I, I hope he doesn't come to mind as a must have in the first line. I don't look at Perron and say, that's the must have. I want him in my bottom six too. I want him in a good spot on the power play, but I I, I don't know. I guess if it's just like, well, Perron's not perfect, so let's do Sprung. I'm all about that conversation, but can we, I feel like we're doing good right now because we have a good build. Like, Lalone put the guys in the right spot. We've talked about all season. Like, he's put these guys in position to succeed. Everyone except for Andrew Kopp. So let's keep Sprung in that spot. A spot it's, that when uh, he came aboard, we knew that was going to be right for him. I'm, I'm just, I'm, 
I'm very no, hesitant. I, you know, you're not gonna, you know, for the, for this group, as far as putting guys in the in the in a spot to succeed, making sure they're in a role that fits their ability. Um, I think Sprong is in the perfect spot, and uh, it it those the the rampo rampum for him definitely has shades of Verona, where it's like, wow, pretty good on that third line, pretty good. Maybe make him a first liner, and it's just like, well, not not everybody's you know, supposed to quite be at the top there. Doesn't mean you don't have a job in the NHL, but uh, maybe just stick to your role and you can, you can have a pretty long career. So those bars are pretty sexy though, Matt. It does make you think, let's just give it, let's just give it like three weeks. Let's give it three weeks of him on the first line. I'll say, I mean, uh, Dan B threw out there. I, I might be in the minority, but I like Sprong over Fabry. I, What's so funny, they are so close to being like the same player. And in my mind, for what you get from them, it's it struggles on the defensive side. And then, um, yeah, you get a guy that can produce on the offensive side. And on the power play, it really looks like he's got his head screwed on. Um, I, Dad B, I think you might have just called out something where the, these two guys can just go interchangeably. And maybe that's the argument for him to be on the first line. Um, I just I really like where Sprague's at. I don't want to touch it. I feel like he knows what to do when he's in that bottom. And I'm just, I'm repeating myself. So Dan B, I don't gonna... think, I don't think you've called out anything that doesn't like go into exactly what I've said about Perron, what I've said about Fabry. And you could call it out as like, well, Sprong fits that too, so why not put him in the first? I just think there's something about Sprong being where he's at that's really, really helping us out. Um, Matt, just for giggles, uh, yeah. guess what uh, Sprong's shooting percentage is? Uh, it's 9.3%. Oh, shoot. Do you have it up somewhere? Yeah. Do you have, uh, okay, look away. What's Fabry's? It might be 36%. God damn it. You're looking right at it. <laughs> yeah, I have it pulled up. I'm I've been looking at it. So your argument being we got to get Fabry more shots. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought the argument was going to be that Sprung has laid into the player that he actually is and Fabry has yet to do that this season. Fabry had 5 points in 8 games and Sprung at 13 points in 20 games. Decoy, thank you for 69%. I appreciate it. <laughs> Your efforts did not go unnoticed. Thank you. All right. Well, we today was a special episode. I do appreciate you guys all coming on. I think we got through all of our slides. Um, you know, I, I think the last thing we want to tackle is just uh, this one. Sorry. We have... Um, these are power play units based on Dylan Larkin <laughs> being off the team. Real quick, Dan uh, so Bergeron saying, is Matt ever right about hockey, Mike? Um, no. You know what? I'm first in the fantasy league, so you guys can all suck on that. Yeah, but you know who else is first? The guy who's not even updating his team, Matt. It's a felonious league. I don't like it. All right, let's continue. You oh, this is draft. my favorite part because this is, this is going to be great. I can't wait. Oh, wait. This isn't the updated one. This is just tomorrow. Yeah, that uh, it's from um, Frank Cervelli's stuff, the the Daily Faceoff. So, okay, um, 
there's no Larkin in here, so you got to put Larkin back in there on the first power play unit. But it, do you? I kind of just brought this up to help the talking point. Um, it is missing. Do you want It is missing at least Berggren because if he's getting called up, he's going on the power play. He's still good at playmaking. Oh yeah, you, absolutely. Like yeah. drop Andrew Cop from second power play unit. Yeah. Uh, easy peasy. Done. Fixed it. Um. So what do you want to do with Kane? Do you want to do you want to have him on the second power play unit, or do you think this is something where it just he's Patrick Kane? If he's having good practices, I mean, my God, could unit. they could they really do like a WWF Mega Powers and just have like all the Red Wings' greatest hits, like Debrinket, Kane, Lucas, Larkin, and then the Ghost? And then the second unit, you know, you could throw in uh, Cider on the point. Um, man, I put a, I put a lot of cheddar on that first line. Uh, <laughs> on the point. Uh, give me Comfer, Fabry, and whatever Jabronis, because I don't know who's going to take the first power play unit. Won't, we won't even need the second power play unit. They won't get a ship. I think you have an opportunity here to have Debrinket and Patrick Kane, who I've put on the second line for our regular forward groups. I think I'd put them on the second power play unit. So they've shown some success for like Lucas, Larkin, and Perron, along with Goss Despair. Like that, that group of four on the first power play unit can really move the puck. I might give it a shot. Have Mo quarterbacking and have Mo pass in between Patrick Kane and Debrinket. And then it's just about who else you want to load up in there. I think uh, everybody's going to be happy when I say Sprong. Um, and probably, like, listed on here uh, for tomorrow's game, Robbie Fabry. Man. So you're basically, you're taking out Cop and Valeno and throwing in Kane and Debrinket. And um, I think if you do it that way, you've got two scary power play units. You've got, like, New York Rangers scary last year power play units and that's that's if these cross ice passes keep connecting it's huge asterisk of course but man you gotta like the way the power plays look the last couple of games and it's not gonna hurt to have to bring it and kane playing together on possibly pp2 i mean it's we added one dude and it feels like the team's totally different i can't even imagine if we you know throw out a second round pick a contract and then a prospect for like line a that's that's almost too much like we'll have to start doing five episodes a week uh, for all the red wing kool-aid we're going to be drinking jared forgetting about robbie fabry he's my center on uh <laughs> jared said there's no second uh there's no center on the second unit there but uh can make it work my man can make it work wow wow man what a day um this isn't even like it's not even like a dude at the peak of his powers and it feels like the red wings are turning a like a chapter into a you know a, a new chapter in this team's ascent i i'm glad we're doing this the day before the rangers game which we haven't really played great on tnt the last couple of years oh we've gotten destroyed was, there, was that last Rangers game? Was it five nothing? And then we came back and got some piddly yeah. third period goals that didn't was mean that anything. Five to three or something. 
Um, yeah, and uh, Fox is coming back to tomorrow, which is great for my fantasy team. I've really been taking the hit there. I know you guys know. have been worried about that. It's just such that. a bummer that we have to like wait. Like we know what the Christmas presents are, but we don't have Larkin. We don't have Kane. Like we, you know, we got to watch some probably crushing defeats emotionally, and then you know our team will kind of be back at full strength. Yeah. Hey, we can. Granted, Barrett for a week here, and then then we'll have something really cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Um. Like I mentioned, we were going to try to go a little bit quicker today um, just because this goes against both of our schedules. Uh, I hope uh, I'll, we'll be on Discord. Uh, I will pop it into the the regular YouTube, like not the chat, but the comments. So if you're watching now and we've already finished recording, we're not live anymore. Just hit the Discord link. We'll be I'll be in there. We'll be chatting the game live. It's um, I don't know. I kind of wish that was like, you know, like like I, I like this. And I like the Discord. I just need Twitter to go away. I need Facebook to go away. Not that we use it anymore. Um, yeah, that's where I want to chat with you guys here and on Discord. Oh so. man, what a Jared! I'm giving you credit for another receipt because he uh, we were talking about that win streak, and he's like, "Yeah, Wallman came back. Yeah, the cornerstone of this team. If we were if we were a commercial skyscraper." For some reason, the wall man is the uh, the key, the cornerstone of this entire franchise. Um, and then Corey thrown out there, not looking forward to the TNT game. Yeah, I'm going to kind of be cringing through that. Uh, hopefully it's not another, you know, annihilation decoy acknowledging this is our kryptonite. Um, oh, and Derek Hand, special request. Going uh, deep cuts here. No, uh, no top 10 hits for Derek saying next episode you should talk about Axel. Send in Palika. Who uh that was your must draft. That was my that was my guy. That was my boy in the draft. You're absolutely right. I do want to pat myself on the back for that, but if I do any more of that, I might uh tear my rotator cuff. I was very proud of that pick happening. And he uh This guy looks like an assassin. Um I'm really pumped for him. Ketzel, hey, you are late to the game, brother. We're about to sign off. Ketzel, damn it. Shame, everyone shame Ketzel. Bad, bad Ketzel. Boo. Boo. What are we What are we looking at right now? He's got, uh, he's projected to have, according to Elite Prospects, Axel, he's got 12 points in 21 games <laughs> with you, eight goals and four assists uh, for, uh, in the SHL. But isn't that, I, th I thought I read online that he was in a relegated league. He's not in the top tier SHL. Am I wrong about that? Somebody confirm or deny that? That's what scared me when I read that, that Axel is doing great, but he's in like tier B or something. It's like, yeah. oh gosh. All right. Anyway, um, we will, we'll take some time. I'll, I'll, you know what? How about I do what was asked and I'll, I'll do some research and we'll come up. Uh, we'll talk about it in the next episode. Uh, decoy call me a clown. I think for what I just said <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan B no, he's in the top league. So he's not, his team has not been relegated. So whatever I read <laughs> was incorrect. Once again, Matt wrong about hockey. Tune in to Red Wings rent. Yeah. It works for me. Well, I'm going to like, <laughs> dig a hole 
through the through Matt, planet Earth to find out like if I'm Connor Bedard playing against right or wrong about for all this. the chirps that you get during these episodes. <laughs> How are they ever going to skate on the same ice as opponents ever again? Man, Bedard, there's no chirp that he can come back with. It doesn't matter if he has an eight goal single game NHL record. He could still be like, yeah, but I banged your mom. <laughs> there's no coming back from that. That's a wrap. Poor guy. All right, uh, let's uh, sail off in the sunset. Thanks again, guys, for coming aboard. We'll see you. The rest of the NHL. <laughs> 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 <laughs>